0: Hi, I'm Edwin, and I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. It's hump day. It is the middle of the week. In the work week. Yes. We are moving along. That's right. Moving along. And we got lots of good stuff that we're going to be talking about. A lot of wood to chop today in Psalm 78. Uh, We've been talking the last couple of days about how this is a historical psalm, how it is a wisdom psalm, how it is a lengthy psalm. Yeah. Have we mentioned that it is a didactic psalm? Oh my goodness. It is so didactic. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, it's it's didactically rich. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah, mean, of course, being it's didactic means it's, it's instructive. Yeah, it's, it's a, a teaching song. Yeah, so yeah, teaching. Maybe you know what? Maybe to make a connection from yesterday's conversation, teaching parents the importance of teaching, teaching teachers. Yes, the importance of teaching. Yeah, and absolutely. The students give ear, and they should be taught. There should be a willingness to learn. Yeah. God's things and to remember His mighty deeds. And well,
0: that and that's exactly it. That's exactly it. One of the things we're supposed to learn from this is that we need to learn from history. Mm. And so I think I'm going to pick out a segment of this psalm. I'm going to read it from the New American Standard 95, and it's a little bit about the history, a little bit about the history of Israel. I'm going to jump in in verse 40 and read through verse 53. So I'm in Psalm 78, verse 40. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Again and again, they tempted God and pained the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power. The day when he redeemed them from the adversary, when he performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the field of Zoan and turned their rivers to blood and their streams, they could not drink. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their crops to the grasshopper and the product of their labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hailstones and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave over their cattle also to the hailstones and their herds to bolts of lightning. He sent upon them his burning anger, fury and indignation and trouble, a band of destroying angels. He leveled a path for his anger. He did not spare their soul from death, but gave over their life to the plague and smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the first issue of their virility in the tents of Ham. But he led forth his own people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them safely so that they did not fear, but the sea engulfed their
1: enemies. So when we think about this in light of history, all we have here is a recounting then of the mighty plagues that the Lord worked through Moses upon uh, Egypt to get Pharaoh to let the people go. Uh, let them go out to the wilderness and to worship me. Of course, Pharaoh asked the question, who is the Lord that I should know him and obey his voice? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, he learned this lesson, and all of humanity learned this lesson, as Yahweh demonstrates his mightiness over Egypt and over these nations.
0: And as he does that, he is setting the standard. He's putting a pen in the point. He's saying, this right here, this this marker in history lets you know who I am. Mm -hmm. And from now on, you need to be telling the story of these events Mm -hmm. so that your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren will remember exactly who I am. I am the God who took you out of Egypt. And I didn't do it under cover of darkness. No. I did it boldly. I did it mightily. I did it with amazing, powerful works. Yes. Amazing, powerful works. And it's these amazing, powerful works that you need to remember because that's the God I am. And I'm your God. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. And what what we have here, again, is we need
1: to learn from history. So let's talk about why we need to learn from history. Well, let's talk okay. about it. Uh, was it Mark Twain who said that uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> I think it might have been Mark Twain. <laughs> I've never heard that line. Uh, pretty good line. Um, one of the reasons why we need to learn from history is because, if I could put it in my language, people are people. And uh, we we sure get ourselves into a lot of the same fixes, a lot of the same Troubles and trials And we can earn, Learn an awful lot yeah. By seeing How the people Who went before us Either, either succeeded or, or perhaps Failed Mm-hmm and, uh, and put ourselves in a better position not to repeat some of the same mistakes of the past. Yes, yes. So as we've been going through these Psalms of
0: Asaph, we've kind of pointed out, or at least as I see it, there's like there's two cycles. Mm-hmm. But we had the first cycle that started in 73 and went up through 76, and it's this it's this kind of overarching story of the, the one who is struggling, but he's going to go to the sanctuary, but then the sanctuary's gone, and what's going to happen? And God, when are you going to do something about this? And then God says, look, at the right time, I'll do something about this. And then in Psalm 76, he does something about it. Yes. Then it's almost like in Psalm 77, that starts over again. But here was what was in Psalm 77 that I think ties in. In verse 11 and 12, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. And if you remember last week when we were in Psalm 77, we highlighted how this was a shift. You know, in the first half of Psalm 77, he's all focused on his feelings, his Uh own experiences, uh the struggles and trials that he's having. And the more he was focused on that, the more misery he felt. All his memories and his remembering and his meditating actually made him... Uh, more miserable made him more doubtful made him struggle more but then in the last half of the psalm when it became i will remember your works i'm going to remember you we 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 had the conversation we labeled from i to you mm-hmm. you know when it, when when my feelings go and and my memory and my meditation goes from being fixated on myself to being focused on god and his work that's when the shift happens. But it's like in Psalm 77, we have this statement, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to remember your works. I'm going to meditate on them. I'm going I'm to contemplate them. Mm-hmm. And what do we have in Psalm 78? We have the contemplation of his works. Oh, we have no. the teaching of his works. We have the the what, what was mentioned briefly in Psalm 77. We now have expanded into the second longest psalm in the whole Psalter. And
1: so these are the works that we need to meditate upon. Yes, right? absolutely. Learn from and teach. Learn from history. Mm-hmm. One of the big
0: problems that we often have is that uh, we all want to... Well, we just like you know. I need to sow my wild oats. I need to learn my own lessons. I need to I need to go have all my own experiences and 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 learn from the school of hard knocks. Yeah, I know I know that we're all going to do that some, but it's actually a whole lot wiser to learn from you when I when I see you put your hand on the hot stove. Right, I should probably learn not to put my hand on the hot stove. That why, is wiser. Why do I have to go put my hand on the hot stove to learn it for myself?
1: Right. Why not learn from history? you know it it is a a good warning to me i think because uh sometimes we look back on other times i'm thinking like ancient times and ancient cultures and we say but they were backward people you know and in our in our latest time and our latest technology we would never fall for the same tricks that they fell for we would never be so backward in our outlook as those people were we we just we just know better now mm. and I'm not sure if it was C.S. Lewis someone coined a term of chronological snobbery mm. I've heard that, that from Lewis, you know, and, and the idea that uh, that here we are living today in this day and age and so And so we just know the best, Mm -hmm. and anything previous to us is less than. And I will tell you that that is just a backwards way of looking at culture and the activities of man from a lot of other times. It used to be that uh, let's do look back. Let's hear from the oldest people among us and their experiences even before we were around so that we could learn from them. Let's Mm -hmm. honor them. That's Mm -hmm. where the repository of wisdom is in the living history among us. But that is lost in a culture that's always idolizing youth and what's new and the next new thing and the Mm -hmm. latest edition and got to have the update. And there's just, you know, there's just no uh, appreciation for all that could be gained Learning from history.
0: Well, you know, the great
1: progress comes from how to
0: do things. We, we have progressed in how to do things. Mm. I, I think it's great that we can now plow our fields with machines. Uh,
1: tractors are good things. Rather than yeah. a hand plow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh,
0: and I think it is fantastic that you and I can communicate with one another across great distances by these little things we hold in our hands that actually aren't even connected to anything. Uh, well, you
1: know, s- since we don't have the video on, <laughs> people don't realize that we actually do this whole show with two tin cans and a string. But.
0: <laughs> uh, so so the, the progress is in how to do things, and I am glad for that progress. I am glad for the progress that says, how do we help somebody who is ill? Mm-hmm. And the medicines that we have been able to figure out and the procedures, that is all great. But, but the question about, but what should we do? that that's where we have taken this idea of progress about how to do things and equated then that what should we do is also progressing yes <clears throat> instead of realizing that there are just some natural principles that god has has hardwired into the creation and from since the very beginning values morals mm-hmm what should I do? You know, whether I'm talking to you over these phones or using 10 cans with a string, what I should talk about hasn't
1: changed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, the, the way I should use my speech hasn't changed. I, I need to go back and listen to the the... The old timers in Scripture Mm -hmm. to learn about what I should speak, Uh, you know where I go and why I go there. Those are the kinds of things that I I need to remember what what's happened in history and how did those things work. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I might be able to get there faster. I might be able to get there more effectively. I might be able to. uh, And and great. Thank God for those progresses. For that progress, how am I supposed to say that? For that progress, sure. But I still have to look back to. God's law and will and action and work. Yeah, and and I do need to learn from those who have lived longer than me that 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 they understand and lived before me that they understand. You know, here's how people work, and here's here's what they do, and here's how to interact with them in godly ways. And so again, I, I feel like I'm now wandering around a little bit, but I hope to make a distinction between the the progress that we have on how to accomplish things but that hasn't
1: changed what kind of things we need to accomplish. There you Does that go. make sense? Yeah. No, I I think that's helpful. I think that's a good way of saying that. And so then one of the things we take from history is what is good, what should be accomplished, and also what what is bad, right? Mm-hmm. What should be avoided. Mm-hmm. These things bring the downfall of people and the downfall of societies again and again and again. Steer clear of them. Yeah. I'm thinking about, so,
0: so last week I got to be involved in some conversations, uh, last week from when we recorded this. Obviously, this is going to be several weeks ago. Well, maybe just two weeks ago when it hits. We're kind of behind on recording. But anyway, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I got to be involved in some conversations around. You mentioned C.S. Lewis a minute ago. He wrote his book, The Abolition of Man. And one of the things I really got out of that... Of that those discussions the purpose of education is to convey the proper value and estimation of things and and that what we are supposed to be passing on is, things actually have inherent value okay some it's great value some it is not great value and education is passing on viewing things and having the proper estimation of things i if there's something that really should inspire awe then my then i'm messed up in the head if i'm not in awe by it hmm. you know if i am standing before the magnificent ocean that god has created and i'm watching the waves crash and i'm like oh I mean, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, I have this amazing mountain vista and the sun is rising up behind it. I, there's something wrong with me if I cannot be humbled by that because there is, it is sublime. It has inherent value. And it's not just how I feel about it. It's actually there. I should be in awe of it. And that's what we're seeing here. They said, "You, there's, there's some inherent value in what God did with Israel that actually tells us something about God that that every generation needs to remember exactly the same this is how amazing Yahweh God is. And this is the kind of God he is. And so that's going to mean some things about me, even though it's been two generations since he Mm -hmm. did that, even though it's been 10 generations since he did that, even though it's been a hundred generations since he did that, that is who he is. That is the value we need to attribute to him. And that's why we need to listen to him. Mm -hmm. And we need to learn that. And when generations forgot that, God often reminded them and it came through judgment. Okay. And what I need to do is learn from history. So that's that's uh, I, I'm just well, piecing all these things together with the different experiences I've had over the past couple of weeks. And this psalm is helping. It's a good psalm.
1: We're so glad that you joined us today for Text Talk. Uh send us an email with your comments or questions. Text talk at ChristiansMeetHear.org. Text talk at org. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Uh, We appreciate this inspired and written record, and we want to hear this message of the psalmist that we might perk up our own ears and learn from history. Father, help us to have the humble hearts to be teachable and to appreciate that everything isn't uh, the best just because it's necessarily the newest and the latest, but to be truly discerning of what is good and what is, what is, what is not good, and to pray, place the proper values on things. Lord, please educate our hearts right through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for talking about the text with us today.